Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Trap Draw Podcast. Joined, as always, by my guy, TC. Tron, how are you? I'm great, Randy. Our guest today, just an absolute favorite of mine. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Uh, should we tell the people or should we let them wait? And Let them wait. Okay. Let them wait. All right. Uh, Build the suspense. <laughs> perfect. Before we dive into this episode, I want to thank a sponsor, Features. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S. They make a wonderful brand of sock. I don't know if you're at all like me. My sock drawer has been a mess. I have mismatched socks. I have many, uh, I, my mother calls them uh, Sunday socks. They are holy. Um, and so Features was kind enough to send me some of their athletic socks a few weeks ago. And I have to tell you, TC, I was playing in the heat and humidity, walked 18 yesterday down here in Jack's. And the highest compliment I can give to their socks is like, I didn't think about my feet one time. They weren't sore. Taking them off post round, you know, it's not like they were drenched, very, very much moisture wicking. Um, Which ones were you wearing? Uh, their golf sock. Okay. Extremely comfortable, you know, kind of compression in, in the right places. I've been. I love the way they're cut. Like, yeah. Like, like around the ankle. So you yeah, don't get exactly. Any, any sort of rubbing or. So they're great for golf. They're good for any type of workout. Um, they're they're great for every day. I didn't think I would be like this excited about a sock, candidly. Um, but they have they have changed my mind. They are wonderful. I need a sock with GPS tracking. On it. <laughs> for, I, yes. Like when I die and and I'm the first thing I ask when when I go to the next level, wherever that is, is like where does the other sock go? I know. It, exactly. The cool thing about features, they have a lifetime guarantee. So they are they are durable and long-lasting, but if at any point you're unsatisfied, they'll give you a replacement pair, no questions asked. They are a family-owned business out of North Carolina, um, started by Hugh Gaither in 2002. His sons, John and Joe, now own and operate the company. Listeners right now, Features Socks will change how you feel about socks forever, and you can get $10 off your first pair of features when you use code TRAPDRAW at features.com. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com, features.com, promo code TRAPDRAW for $10 off your first pair of socks. I also want to shout out the cycling socks. I went to the bike store last week, and they had features there. And I, I actually, as I need to, uh, I need yeah, to check those out. They're great. Out. They're Thank super you. light, but also... Um, like durable enough to where they're not getting beat up around the ankles. Yeah. Well, perfect. Um, so we thank them, and now I will uh, throw it over to our guy, Mr. Jeezy. Gracias, Mr. Jeezy. Tron, we're headed to Boston. We're on to Boston. We're on to Boston. You're, you lived in Boston. Yeah, you know what? I So TPC Boston, where they're having the tournament, it's down in it's, – it's, it's TPC Providence, TPC Rhode Island. It's not, it's not in Boston. It's not anywhere close to Boston. It's in, you know, southern Mass. Good course. I think they've, they've done some good things to kind of spruce it up over the last few years. Gil Hans, so hot right now. 
so hot. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like we should be talking about Providence just as much as Boston. Mm. The Friars. Providence, great food city. Probably a better food city than Boston. If you take out Little Italy, Boston, or or the North End or whatever we want to call it. That's surprising to hear. Yeah. No, my wife and I, we moved to Boston. And, you know, people were all over us a few weeks ago with the San Francisco episode where we didn't talk sure. any food and beverage. I get too depressed talking food and beverage right now because places are closing, places are closed. Well, I was going to say, we'll, our, our Boston food and beverage, we'll just throw it to, you know, go back and listen to the Ming Tsai episodes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's you know that was our Boston. Yeah, that, that's our yeah. Boston uh, F and B look. But but exactly. yeah, I think it's you know between the the cost of labor, the cost of real estate, um, you know the lack of kind of seasonal produce up there. It's it's I was disappointed when we moved to Boston. The seafood's great, but if you're really really looking for 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 great food, uh, go down to Providence or go up to to Portland, Maine. That's really surprising. Did you have a fishmonger in Boston? Uh, yeah, so we lived, we lived in Back Bay. So we were kind of right in the city. There was a, um, there was a little fish place down in, uh, Beacon Hill that we'd go to. Um, the restaurant scene, there was a Shaw's down the street from us. I don't know. The restaurant scene was kind of a tough deal in Boston. What about the coffee shop scene? I remember we sat in a coffee shop one time. I, I was quite taken by it. What was that? Um, oh man. I mean, Pete's right there in Beacon Hill. It was incredible. Was it, yeah. Yeah. And they had this big big kind of open floor plan, open windows. And it was like you were sitting in the 1850s drinking a cup of coffee. That was my satellite office down there uh, right off of, I think, Charles Street. But uh, yeah, that and then um, Barrington Coffee. There was a bunch of, there was a good coffee shop scene, especially on, you know, Newberry Street and kind of over uh, over in South End too. Did you drink a lot of Sam Adams, Boston Lagers? You know what? I love Sam Summer. Sam Sam Adams Summer Ale is like one of my favorite. They change up the the recipe every year. Um, that's a fantastic one. Drank a lot of Lord Hobo, uh, okay, which is uh, boom sauce. Is is it true? Is there like a special draft Sam Adams just in Boston, or am I making that up? I feel like there was. I don't know. Um, like a special I mean, everywhere variety of like Sam Adams. Uh, specific to Boston, I I don't yeah. know. I I will say I've gotten into the Sam seventy six. That's good too. The, the lager, the refreshing yeah. lager. Yeah, they're yeah. light and crisp yeah. and um and yeah. and very tasty. Boston Beer Company still still independent, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's always respectable. Um, yeah, way too big. Boston bars were way too big into the IPA scene. It was tough to go find somewhere with a sour or whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I you know Boston was great. Uh, grocery store scene. You know, definitely left left a lot to be desired. There was a Trader Joe's right down the street from us, um, but you know, TJ's is only good for for kind of the snacks and the frozen stuff, in my opinion. Uh, we had a mutual friend. I, I won't reveal his name. He, I think, he needs to remain anonymous. Who is somewhat familiar with the, the grocery store business and. He lives it's, out in the burbs. He lives out in the burbs of Boston. Uh, the, the nice burbs. Uh, out, out, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, he, he said some very concerning things about public, so maybe raising some questions about maybe pay for play to appear on some of those uh, you know, best places to work lists. Oh, those, those lists are total bullshit. <laughs> I know how those lists work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he also was very complimentary of the, uh, the Kroger you know, national scale he, he grew up, operation. He grew up in the, in the South, not, but not in the public South. Right. 
So okay, well, I, I'm trying to get him on. We might have to like change his voice a little <laughs> bit. I'm trying to coax him onto the trap draw, so maybe in a future episode. And he lauded Central Market. Yes, right? he did spend some time in the Plex and was very complimentary of Central Market. So what did he have to say about about New England? Well, he said uh, th- there are a couple different options. He said the best retailers in Boston are Market Basket. And then Wegmans, which we've talked a lot about Wegmans. Yeah. I don't know Market Basket Wegmans at all. didn't come – at least I wasn't I, – I didn't know where the Wegmans was in Boston. So maybe it was out, you know, out in those glitzy suburbs. And then I don't know if Costco is big up in Boston, but many people are saying Costco is yeah. – I, I just feel I, like it's, it, it's a different kind of beast. I, I, did a, I did a deep dive on, on Costco last night. Didn't really know a whole lot about – you know, I've shopped there for forever. My parents are huge Costco people. Uh, have been for a long time. Um, they have like f- over 500 locations in the U.S. Huh. Um, the guy that started it started as a grocery bagger. In That's the, a cool the 1950s. story. 1950s. Yeah. Um, tried to buy the Sonics or tried to save the Sonics when uh, they were moving. When Stern boned up Seattle and they were totally to, boned up. So o- try- Oklahoma City has blood on their hands. Yeah, Aubrey McClendon, your boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and then um. Yeah, I mean Kirkland Signature, probably the best store brand anything, and they're like their their meat, their 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 meat, their meat, their produce. Their I hear their lamb is. is insane. How good their lamb is, huh? Peggy Schuster, my mom, just raves about. Well, the commission used to work for Costco, and he <laughs> threw you a Costco membership. I, I believe you never took advantage of. I didn't, and then I went and signed up and, and then paid for. <laughs> after commission left Costco, you went and yeah. signed up and paid for one. Uh, you know, we need the commission back at Costco, though. I'm not using the commission. Just like the commission worked for, you know, he was an associate of, of Tom Doak. Uh, that's right. And we never took advantage of that, you know, out at the Rawls. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean Boston. So going going through Boston too, it's, um, you know. Great bars. They've they've got some some cool bars. Used to go to the I think the nines was it called, the sevens or the nines down in Beacon Hill. Um, the, the weird thing about Boston was there was there was a very uh, you know it's it's still got that puritanical aspect to it where sure I remember moving from the south thinking all right like game on like you can buy booze on Sundays you can like you in Boston they there's no happy hours. It's illegal to have a happy hour in the state of Massachusetts. That's fascinating. I did not know that. Because they think everybody's going to, you know, drink. They should have a dour hour. Just make <laughs> Sorry, that might have been the worst joke ever. <laughs> but I feel like that would, you know, jive well with the with the Puritans. Yeah, but just very, very, uh, you know, kind of some, some re- like, religious colony type uh, re- residual aspects to it, I would say. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, I love living there. Um, I'm trying to think what else, I mean, the golf scene is like unmatched in my opinion, just for sure. such a short season between played a lot out at Sandy Burr, which is like the, a little muni out in Way- Wayland. That was a Donald Ross, um, South shore country club. That was always the last one to close for the season. So you could go out there in December and play. Is it hard? What's the, uh, What's the juxtaposition between public private? Like, are are the public courses? Publics it, are good. I mean, is it like five and a half hour round? Like, is it? Yeah, just, I mean, the pace sucks. Like, I I would go out to Redtail a lot out in uh, out kind of northwest of the city, Shining Rock. Um, there's there's all sorts of like Brian Silva designs everywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean Franklin Park. Um, you've got uh, George Wright. You've got Putterham down over by Brookline. Sure. Um, you know, you've got, uh, 
there's some really really cool stuff I guess that they that they renovated um, up in Cambridge that um, I think Fresh Pond or something like that. So I don't know. I need to get back up there. I haven't been back up since we moved. I love uh, the idea of golf in Boston, New England. Uh, is for me, it's it's ide- idyllic in that um, it's just like these small compact courses, very walkable. You know, you can kind of picture the changing leaves a little bit. I, I, I love the idea of golf in New England. Even the, yeah, I mean, it's the nicest place in the world to live like six months a year. Yeah. And then, you know. Just, Winters were tough. Yeah, they're not like, the toughest part for me was just the sun going down at like 3.30. Yeah, <laughs> which that, dude, that is so a far real, east that too. is a real thing. Yeah. I like uh, just the gloominess that, that gets yeah. to you. And it was, you know, it's not so much the fact that it snows. It's the fact that, like, the snow doesn't, like, it won't melt, and then you're trudging around in the salt and the and the snowpack, and then you get a layer of ice. It'll melt a little bit. You get a layer yeah. of ice, and then it'll snow on top of that. And, like, we had dogs, so, you know, we lived, like, right on the Com Ave Mall there. So, like, just take the dogs out in the middle of the mall, and, like, you would, you would fall through, like, five layers of ice. <laughs> um, I got to think in Boston proper, too, it's, t- like, you're not – it's hard to do anything really outdoors for for those reasons in the winter months. Like I, yeah. I feel like more up into New England, you can more skiing, cross country, snowshoeing. What yeah, have like you. we didn't want to move our car because we're gonna lose our yeah. parking spot, and then you know, right. pain in the ass to find <laughs> it because you've dug it out or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you know, I think yeah, I mean, like even the privates where like I mean, I took you out to Bass Rocks. Yeah, that was um, a lot of fun. That place is cool. Yeah, like Essex obviously. Um, Myopia is really cool. Brookline's cool. I think Brookline's more about the history than than the architecture necessarily. But there's some cool stuff. You know, you get down towards the Cape. There's some really cool stuff down yeah. there. Um, but it's just you know, but like even the stuff out central western part of the state or kind of the the stuff that's maybe the second tier private stuff. Like played a lot at Tedesco or um, Worcester Country Club or you've played Taconic. Taconic was, it's, I can assure you it's semi-public. Uh, it, it was spectacular. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's like the depth of golf in, yeah. in New England is insane. Like you can go up to Manchester, New Hampshire, or, you know, uh, up to Lake Winnipesaukee, all those places. It's, there are some, uh, I don't even know if they're, they would crack any top tens, but I feel like there are some courses around the Amherst area too, that I would love to yeah. explore and play. Um, I, I, I know it's not really close to Boston necessarily, but just the the small college town feel that you get throughout Massachusetts. Um, and then even some in Boston with Cambridge and uh, even like kind of how tough sits is, yeah. I, I really enjoy that. I, uh, and then just, just talking a little bit about New Englanders, I think, you know, everybody's a dick at first, <laughs> which I kind of, I kind of appreciated. Uh, like, yeah. Cause in the South, like, especially in Atlanta, everybody's kind of nice to your face, but it's hard. But you don't quite know really like you where you really stand. You don't really ever get to know people for a, gotcha. a long time. Um, and, and that's probably less true in Atlanta than it is like, you know, in, in other parts of the South that are even more kind of old school Southern. Yeah. And then you've got the Midwest, which is like, you know, everybody, like you can get to know people right away. They're super friendly and like, it is what it is. Like I don't think anybody really has agendas in the Midwest. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And then in the Northeast, like they're going to be a dick to you for the first like 20 minutes of talking or like saying hi to somebody walking down the street. Like they look at you like you're a serial killer. <laughs> um, 
you know, or, or just like head nodding or even acknowledging people. Like yeah. People are very like just head down, you yeah. know, but then once you're in, like you're in and they're like the best people in the world. What, so. uh, so one of the things I like about Boston in contrast to New York, New York is just set in Manhattan, I guess specifically is set in a grid and Boston is wild. I can still remember we did. Um, it's like a set of grids. There's like there's like five different. Yeah, grids but in it's, the city. they still have like a lot of the old roads where you know it wasn't. It was laid out for like horse and carriage, like yeah. th- with no thought to automobile traffic. I can my parents. Um, we did a little like college visit in high school up through the northeast, and we stopped in Boston. And I can remember how frustrated my dad got <laughs> trying to like drive around Boston and figure out his way. My mom's trying to like you know this was pre everybody has a map on their phone, so we have like a, a, a hard map, and she's trying to tell him where to go, and he's getting frustrated. Um, that that will always be a, that happened a one good time memory when we Neil was playing. They were playing at Harvard, and uh, and. We were staying, God, we were staying, there was something going on in the city. So th- th- this was maybe in 2006, 2007, uh, or sorry, t- 2009, 2010. And, uh, and we're staying somewhere like way out in the burbs, like out in like Framingham or somewhere. And, uh, and my dad, we had the shittiest rental car and there's six of us. My aunt Chris and uncle Pete were there with us <laughs> and we're, we're like, we're all piled in this rental car. And my dad got like, he got so lost. And this is with GPS. Oh, like, just okay. Mega lost. Yeah. yeah. It, it took us probably an hour and a half and he's cussing <laughs> the whole way. I'm paying. I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where to go, Peg. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, Columbia had gotten just absolutely trucked <laughs> that day by Harvard. But, um, yeah, cause it's, it's kind of like, you've got this, this ser- this set of grid systems and then they laid all the highways and, and, you know, interstates on top of that. Uh, okay. And tried to kind of, um, you know, tried to, basically like fit that in um i mean it's, it's like it's really crazy when you take the turnpike out from boston out west and it's just like it is narrow and you know as you're going through newton and all those places sure it's, it's okay. wild um gosh i'm trying to think anything else boston did you ever go did you watch a game at fenway yeah yeah uh, i you know what i was i'm still like i i just can't go to baseball games like I worked for the Reds that one summer, and I went to like seventy nine games. Sure, and it was I was like, it, I just doesn't like. I'll go drink beers there and all that. I yeah. lo- I love going to Bruins games. Those were my favorite to go really? to. Okay, I never went to a Patriots game. Went to a few Celtics games. Tried to get to as many Bruins games as I could. Um, I, I the Garden's not, really cool. Yeah, I would I would love to go to the Garden, but I really want to. I've never been inside Fenway Park, so that's on my on my bucket yeah, list. It's, I mean, it's super cool. It's, it's just a yeah. I yeah. mean, I figure like Fenway and Wrigley are and kind the whole of the experience of all the bars around there, and you, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's over by BU and all that. Um, and then yeah, Boston. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the infrastructure a little bit. Great infrastructure. Yeah. Um, but you know, some not so great infrastructure too with the Big Dig and how they. Right. You know, they more or less. Uh, what would like what are you most impressed with in terms of boston infrastructure i mean the fact that like i i love the t the the whole metro system is fantastic okay um you know it's kind of a hodgepodge of different train types and all that but uh big fan of of the airport logan's a good airport dude the first time i flew into boston i literally thought the pilot was putting us down on the water like I'll yeah. never get over that. Like, is there really a runway beneath us? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's especially if you're coming in. There's there's a certain one, 
where the, like you go right over the port and it almost takes you right over downtown if you if you fly in from the south. Uh, they use that and then they'll, and then they'll take off out to the east a lot uh, in the afternoons. Um, yeah, I mean the bridge, like the the new bridge, the um, you know all the the stuff with the big dig. I mean it's it's it is pretty remarkable that they that they buried all the all the interstates all around the city. <laughs> And then, and then all the shit they're doing in the seaport, like the seaport, like didn't exist 15 years ago. And now it's like a, you know, just as big as downtown Boston. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think we need to acknowledge our, our guy, Kurt Schilling. Oh, of course. You know, it's hard to talk about Boston and not, and not pay homage to, uh, to big shill. Is he back on Twitter? Do you know? I know he had. I assume like delete is did he? Oh, he's back. Go to parlor or something? Yeah, uh, no, Garrick Garrick thirty eight. He seems to um, delete his Twitter every say six to eight months or so. Okay, and then he comes back. Um, You're about due to get into a little, little conversation with him. I poked him the other day. Okay, a little bit. He didn't didn't respond, mm-hmm. um, which was disappointing. And then uh, friend of the program, um, John John Ezekowitz. Okay. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Always providing the heat. He said, quote, uh, I'm excited for the Boston trap draw in a couple of weeks. You need to get into the big dig and the Hancock Tower shedding windows and killing people in the infrastructure section. That doesn't sound good. Which, yeah, when they built the Hancock Tower, all of the... Uh, the windows yeah, fell out? The windows like weren't sized properly. And so they just fell out. So it was, it was wild. Huh. I mean, we could do a whole different, we could do, we may need to have him on at some point just to talk about Boston infrastructure because it's just, it's fascinating. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like we, we're not going to be able to do it justice. Yeah. And But um, yeah, I mean, the Hancock Tower, we lived like two blocks from there. And then the Prudential Tower, just an iconic landmark in the city. What do you think Boston's biggest landmark is? Because I think of like my mental picture of Boston I don't know what I except for Fenway Park. I think is what I think of first. Gosh, I mean, are you talking about for people who live there, or for people who are just thinking Boston stereotype Boston? Stereotype Boston. Um, I don't. Probably the Hancock now, right? I mean, I guess. That's, Isn't that kind of yeah funny though? They don't. But I would think it would be I the mean, Prudential, just because it's yeah. I mean, it's got to be Fenway. I think that's the first first and foremost. That, yeah, for like out of towners, so. I also give one, want to give a shout-out to Mike and Patty's. That was this sandwich shop, this walk-up sandwich shop that I hit up all the time. It was fantastic right in the South End. Beautiful. I think we should – people are probably looking for some mea culpas from us. I think we should acknowledge that uh, due to some travel, we are actually pre-recording this episode. So we've recorded it before the Greensboro episode was released. So no no mega culpas today, but we we promise to come back with some mega mega culpas. I think we'll, we'll do a pre mega culpa for uh, our man Jim. I think he got some of the dates wrong on the Wyndham sponsorship and well, listen, Chrysler Classic and all listen, that stuff. But that that's, that's totally all. for yeah yeah totally that, for that's all. Uh, I I am a bit worried. So a pre, a pre mega culpa the 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 Three Gorges Dam guy. I have no idea, like who he is. I, he, I, I'm worried that he's like maybe some, some Hong Kong activist, some some weirdo, and I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm sure people will let me know about that. It, well, it, 
It was not a personal endorsement of him necessarily. I just yeah. thought that that Twitter thread on the Three Gorges Dam was we gotta uh, watch the fascinating. choke points, though. You gotta watch the and, choke points, and you do have to watch the choke points. So people uh, can let me know about that. And then as far as a guest today, we um, I know we efforted Jay Monahan. Yeah, um, of course we efforted Monahan. Big Boston guy. We efforted the sports guy, Bill Simmons, your boy. You're, no, your boy. <laughs> um, we efforted Schilling. Yeah. He, wouldn't, he didn't want to come on. We All we wanted to ask him was if he Dutch boy to suck. Yeah. Uh, he and then, refuses and then, to answer. And then talk about Dave Roberts, one of one of exactly. you know, God's great people. Exactly. So. Marcus Smart would have been a good good person. He's down in the bubble, though. We couldn't talk to him. <laughs> the hoodie. We wanted to talk to the hoodie. We efforted Aaron Hernandez. Couldn't talk to him, of course. Uh, Tom Brady lives down. He's our neighbor down here in Florida now. He didn't want to come on and talk about Boston. Uh, but we did settle on. We, we got we somebody. We didn't settle. No, that settling's the wrong word. I'm sorry. Uh, we we were fortunate enough to get somebody who could speak a little bit about Hoodman and and Brady and. Uh, yeah, one of the, I think one of the better guests we've ever had. So great energy. Yeah, big golfer. I mean, if you want a golf fix, he's he's about to give it to you. Um, yeah. Without further ado. Without further ado, I don't know if we formally introduce him, so let's introduce him now. It's Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Uh, former the, NFL running back, the wide pride receiver. Of, of Shadron State. Yeah. Uh, North Platte, Nebraska. Ten-year veteran of the NFL and now uh, just a obsessive, avid, very good golfer. Plays out in Omaha. Thanks to a uh, friend of the program, Michael Wilhelm, helping us set it up. He plays out at Omaha Country Club with him. And, uh, and he said, I was out in Nebraska a couple weeks ago, and he said, gosh, like Danny would be such a good guess. He's the most golf-crazed person I know. And sure enough, he, he certainly is. Well, perfect. Let's, uh, let's turn it over now to, uh, to Danny. We hope you enjoy the conversation, and uh, we'll see everybody next week for a little Chicago talk. Oof. We're going to the Windy City, and... Uh, Probably lots of mea culpas. <laughs> Michael Jordan, if you're listening, we'd, we'd love, love, love to, to have, have you. On. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, we'd take no pip, no tip and pippin too if he <laughs> wanted to come on. Uh, all right, uh, now now to Danny. Hey everybody, Randy here. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but I want to thank our other sponsor of this episode. That is DraftKings. DraftKings has brought their expertise to legal sports betting. Their sports book is based right here in the United States, so you can rest assured that your funds are totally secure. DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. This week, besides the PGA event taking place, of course, in the Boston area, they have NBA markets, Major League Baseball markets, they have NFL futures, and a lot of other things. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code NLU when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code NLU when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Once again, we thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. And now back to the show. Hey. Good morning. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to do this, Danny. Really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I, I think I uh, – maybe I – 
when I first heard about you guys, did you guys do something with Norman Zhang out of Oregon? We did. Yeah. Neil, uh, yeah. one of our buddies, uh, or one of our colleagues, DJ, uh, ended up, I think it was basically to see how many clubs Norman Zhang could, yes. could hit past that's, him. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. So Norman's a buddy of mine. So I, uh, I, that's how I first actually kind of got on to, on, on to no laying up. And I was like, Holy crap. You guys kind of, you guys do like what every person that loves golf would ever want to do. That's kind of what you guys do, huh? Yeah. It's a little surreal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the way I look at it. Now I, fortunately I was able to play 10 years in the NFL, but, uh, man, my, I don't know if you guys have followed me at all, but like my passion and love is golf. So I saw you played in, uh, in the Nebraska state M last week, right? Yeah, I kind of played like a jabroni on day one and day three, but I put together, I had a I shot one under on day two and even on the last, but whatever. <laughs> How long have you been uh, playing competitive golf? So just since I retired. Okay. That's the only time I've ever, I never played high school golf, never, you know, I that's something I wish I would have done, but I never did. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you find the... Um, like, are, are you more nervous, just as nervous going into a golf tournament than you found yourself, you know, before a big football game? Bro, I was like, I would say as nervous or more. So yeah. I played the Super Bowl. <laughs> everyone, everyone always asks, like, yeah, yeah, you, how many rings you got? I'm like, none. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, I don't freaking care, man. Like, <laughs> it was, like, it was a lot of fun. Like, it was really cool and stuff. But like, more than anything, I'm just glad that I was fortunate enough to have a job to where it can support my golf habit now. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm juiced about. But I would say this is what's crazy. I play, I play, I don't know. It'll be anywhere from probably six to seven and tournaments this summer. And I was in one of the tournaments and I was in the, I don't know if it's the third to last group or whatever. And so like that was nuts. Cause I was, I was pretty close to the lead too, um, on the back nine. And you have like, even to the point where they have like, you know, the, what you would call it, the, the scoreboard deals where they walk around, they have yeah. someone walk around with it. Oh, the standard bear. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what it's called. Whatever. Uh, so that got me juiced. I was like, this is insane. And, and someone said afterwards, the guy that's caddying for me, he, he goes, would you, like, what would be a cooler mo- moment? Playing the Super Bowl or, like, winning the Nebraska Am? I go, come on, bro. Without a doubt, winning the Nebraska Am. <laughs> you know, like, like, let's not be stupid here. Like, that's, that's the pinnacle for me right now. So, backing up, did you play growing up? I mean, I know you didn't play competitively growing up, but, yeah. but did you play growing up? So, I want to say eight years old, my grandpa kind of took me out to the range or something, and I ended up kind of falling in love, and I'd play a lot with, uh, like, my brother and stuff growing up. But then once you get into high school, once you get into football, you're training, you don't really have a lot of time. So when I kind of – I would say when I kind of really got back into it would have been once I got into the league a little bit more. And so, like, my first year in New York, because we were in New Jersey, and we got to play some – I mean, we played some awesome courses. You guys been out to Bayonne Golf Club? Have not, but I've seen plenty of pictures. Oh my. 
Biggest That's American flag I've ever seen, too. Yes, that was one of my favorite places I've played. I mean, there's a lot of great places I've been able to experience, but that's when I started to really get back into it a lot. But I, I mean, my, my swing looked like I had something wrong with me. Like it was so bad. I mean, I could go scrape it around and shoot, you know, maybe 78. And, um, but it wasn't until I retired to where I like took the golf swing series. Cause I was always like, Oh, I don't need that. I'm going to play off a field, you know, like I got decent enough hands. <laughs> I can get up and down. And it's like, yeah, but like you never have birdie putts or like never have legit birdie putts. And I, it was literally one of those things that I was like, I have a guy out of San Diego who I've worked with named Rick Johnson for the last five years because San Diego, I played a lot of golf too with, with it being year round. But, uh, I finally, he finally said, Hey, we, once, once I retired, he goes, Hey, let's like kind of rework your swing a little bit. And I'm like, no, I don't need that. He's like, no, I think you could be good. And I finally just took the plunge to completely change from being a swayer, slider, whatever, to trying to actually use my body to rotate. Do you find you have trouble as far as injuries go? Like any football injuries that are holding you back golf wise? No, actually I don't. I've been fortunate. I've, I've lost like 20 pounds since I was playing. So you have a lot more range of motion. A lot more. And, and like, that was like my whole goal. Like people are like, you still lift? I'm like, no, I don't lift. Like, why, <laughs> why would I lift? I mean, I know, I know that's going against the whole, uh, Bryson technique of <laughs> I need to put on a, 118 pounds, but, uh, I, uh, I don't, I don't want to look like an offensive lineman while I golf. You know, that's just not, I love my offensive linemen, all of my O linemen listening. Like, <laughs> I, I I love you guys, but I just don't want to look like you. A lot of them are trying so to I, slim down too, though. Yeah. We, we oh, talked yeah. to uh, Andrew Whitworth, a f- a f- oh gosh, a couple months ago, and he's talking about how he's so much more slim, even still playing than he than he was. Right. You know, and that that's the thing is like, man, and, and a lot of my, a lot of my linemen buddies actually have lost a ton of weight, like significant amount of weight. And. I'm just trying to do – it all started with I wanted to keep my joints and and all that, like, less pressure. And then it was like I'm kind of doing it almost strictly for golf. And now I'm down to, like, I don't know, 185 pounds, which for a, a running back in the NFL, like, that's losing a lot of weight. Yeah. Well, what do you make so, of what what do you make of Bryson doing what he's doing uh, as a guy who's carried more weight and you know obviously knows the game of golf a bit do you think it's sustainable uh you know the thing is he has his own deal obviously where he uh he's done i don't know his scientific research or whatever you want to call it i guess <laughs> who, who knows yeah who knows that, that works i don't know like um i mean his swings a tad different too than most but it works for him like I couldn't imagine. Could you guys imagine with having a seven iron link sixty degree around the green and trying to finesse stuff? That's like, what I can't. I that's I can't what gets me, that. man. I can't like all the the single length irons and the, the wedges being that long. I, I don't think he's truly going to tap into this until he does some well, shorter and wedges. His, his grips are like they're like baseball the grips, of, yeah, ba- or, or or like, like tennis a, rackets. The bar- the yeah. barrel of the baseball bat. Yeah. Like, what are, what are we doing here? <laughs> no, so I don't know. Back to him uh, gaining weight and whatnot. I don't know if it's sustainable. I wouldn't want to do it because the thing is, when it's all said and done, 
when he and I could be totally wrong, fellas. Like I, I'm not going to act like I'm a scientist, dietitian, nutritionist. But man, I wouldn't want to carry 250. You know how old is he? He's young. He's high 20s. Like yeah, not not even what 26, 27. I think. Who are a lot of the guys that struggle when they're 45, 50 years old? Heavier people. Mm -hmm. And like, I just I don't know. I I I wouldn't do it. I'm hitting the ball significantly further, and I've lost. 20 pounds mm-hmm. so like i just more than anything i try to be efficient um on the course and you know i'm talking like i'm a freaking professional golfer <laughs> i'm a am wannabe guy that just loves the game but what do you, I, I have no idea what do you play off of so, uh you're saying my index yeah so right now i'm a plus two and a half so okay. i mean i've definitely <laughs> gotten better i've gotten better um but I want to see like people are like when I, when I talk to like golf people, they're like, man, once you get, cause I started out, I was probably around a five, six when I retired and, uh, and they're like, yeah, but once you get to us, cause I said, I want to get to a scratch close to the scratch first year. I want to get into the plus the second year and my third summer, you know, I want to get a little deeper in the pluses and they're like, yeah, you'll see though. Once you get to around a zero, it's just so hard to keep going. It's like, yeah, I'm not an idiot, but like I'm gonna try. Yeah, it's like it's like what what, are, what do you guys want? What do you guys want me to do? Just quit? Oh, you got a zero. Just stick there. Stay there. No, I like I'm trying to get good. Now, am I ever gonna attain like absolute greatness at golf? Probably not, guys. Like, but I'm I'm playing and striving like I'm gonna, and um, you know, at least I'm kind of slowly but surely kind of meeting my goals. I don't know. I, that's I just have a problem with that. I was talking with someone about that the other day. It's like, like you want so you want me to tell myself it's impossible to get to a plus three or a, like you you want me to tell myself that. Well, that's that's a head start on making sure I won't if I'm going to try to tell myself that. Are you the most competitive person <laughs> on the planet? Uh, you know, my my wife, I think would probably say yes. Um, I do have. Uh, I guess I care about competition a little bit. <laughs> if you're going to, if you my mom works in a big mentoring program company and she wanted to find out all the strengths for like all our family. I have four siblings and everyone's married. So we're just finding, you know, what's the strength. Well, competition was my number one. So that might answer the question if I'm, <laughs> I'm competitive, but I just, man, I don't know. I just, I feel like too many people sell themselves short. Like Tron, aren't you uh swinging left-handed now i am i danny yeah. i'm glad you said that because i was gonna say you know if you ever come up against like that ceiling yeah. you can just switch to left-handed quit, like tron quit playing yeah. right-handed completely <laughs> bro, so. bro like that's the thing though like you're you're uh setting out to figure it out for a year and be good you're probably gonna do it if you actually like care like, i think i'm gonna like, do it i'm gonna be good yeah i think i'm gonna do you it know? probably within three or four months my my goal that's is to break 80 and so i think and then and then it's I think it's almost like I'm probably going to be, be playing a mixed bag where I'll have a couple lefty then you'll, clubs then you'll, in the bag. Then next thing you know, you you might be freaking in the Masters in 2022, <laughs> left-handed. You know, and but but I just be, I feel like too many people sell themselves short. Like, who gets in the way of uh, who gets in the way of yourself? A lot of times, yourself. And yeah. I just when people so you say the whole competitive thing, like. I don't know if I'm more competitive or not. I just don't listen to anyone. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, 
Well, do you struggle? Kind of cool. Do you struggle with like instruction then on on the golf no, swing and you stuff? Know, or you know what? I don't. Um, I I'm someone that my guy Rick Johnson out of San Diego. I I'm telling you, I literally. I think he might have been at the no laying up deal with Norman, but any the the whole where he was hitting his five or how many clubs he can hit. Mm-hmm. But I I'm out. I reach out to him not daily, but like pretty often. Like this week, I end up playing pretty good in a couple rounds in the Nebraska Am. But like I've had two like lengthy Facetimes with him already because I'm like in shambles just about the feels. Like my feels like. I feel like I've never, I feel like I'm swinging a pool noodle sometimes. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like yesterday I go out and hack it around and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I suck at golf. I shouldn't play. You know, I go through that stuff. But so I, I don't, I don't think I struggle with instruction, but when I, when I get instruction, I like to know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the reasons, the and, reasons behind yes, what they're telling you. Exactly. Exactly. Like, well, why is this? Why is that? Like, what's flexion? What's, what's a lead wrist? What's a bowed wrist? What's a, what, why am I neutral? Why are my wrists neutral? You know, so like, I go, I'm pretty obsessive about it, but I like to learn. So you can ask, I mean, I'll ask Rick and find out, but how I much, think, uh, how much are you practicing? Ahead. Like, are you, are you grinding out there seven days a week on the range? Are you playing more? Or? No, I'm so, you know, what's crazy is I'm a, I'm usually a four to five day a week, which is, I mean, still a lot. I have four kids. So I try to, I try to play only weekdays unless it's like tournaments and I go out. Basically it's just known that I'm gone in the morning till like noon or one. Um, cause I'll get out early. I'll hit balls, whatever I'll play. And then I'll probably hit balls more. Um, and then when I'm home, um, we actually, we put a, we put a pool in our backyard. Well, I also put a putting green because I was like, <laughs> I, I need to get good. Right. So me and my daughter will go out and just practice putt, practice putting. So I, do I put a lot of work in? Yes. I'm not gonna, I'm on freaking not vacation, but we're, we're seeing our in-laws in small town, Nebraska. And what I'm doing right now is this sounds ridiculous. I got, I got this club that can shrink down and put in a suitcase just so I can work on my take back. It's called, <laughs> have you ever heard, have you, have you ever heard of like the birdie ball, like putting green? I, well, they have like this have pitching wedge that like shrinks down. Like a telescoping can, shaft. It, yeah. It's like a telescope club. It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. We were going to go to Florida until this whole COVID thing hit. Cause we were going to take my parents, but they're, uh, 60. So it's like, uh, we decided not to. And, but I got this club because in my head, I'm like, shoot, I travel. And what do I think about in on the, on the, on the trip? Well, I think about my golf swing and I don't have a club. So I'll be at like a, one of those VRBO homes looking for a freaking broom just so I can emulate my swing. It's guys, it's a blessing and a curse. I love it. But man, I drive myself nuts. Absolute nuts. So, all right. So going back, as far as your amateur career and everything, are, are you trying to like, is the Pebble Beach Pro-Am in your future? Is the Western Am? Like, I feel like you're, you're trying to qualify the right way for this stuff and not to throw, you know, somebody like Romo onto the bus for getting exemptions. I know exactly but, who you're talking but about. But like, are you, are you treating this a different way than he is or, or 
Have you ever played with him? I mean, how does how does your outlook and goals align with you know the the celebrity event at Tahoe and the Pebble Beach Pro and, right. and that stuff? Well, so I hope I hope they're listening, ACC. Uh, but I got invited <laughs> in 2011, and I didn't. I ended up denying it because my daughter was going to be born in like a week and a half or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's kind of a little bit more important than the tournament. Well, once you say no, they never invite you back unless you're like Tom Brady or I'm not a Tom Brady guys. I'm little Danny Woodhead from North Platte, Nebraska. Who <laughs> I guess snuck on the, snuck in the NFL and lasted for 10 years. Um, so I would love to play in that. I don't know if that's gonna, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, would I love to play at Pebble? Yeah, without a doubt. But I think, my main thing is, is I want to, I want to play. I do want to play in all these AMs. Do I want to qualify for stuff like that? Without a doubt. Am, yeah. am I, uh, just, just, do I have probably similar goals than Romo? Probably, but I'm probably not going to get the handout that, not that he's getting handouts. He's a really good player, but I'm saying like, there's not going to be a professional tournament. Like, Hey, we need you. They're not going to say that. Like what, what are, why, why would they say that to Danny Woodhead, you know? And, uh, I mean, you think so? I know you do, but uh, yeah. I mean, shit. I, I why aren't know. you teeing it up in the pin- in the Pinnacle Bank Championship? Out, so, you, <laughs> out know, you, you know, it's funny, bro. I played in the. There's a qualifier for AMS, and I went out and just had diarrhea down my leg the first day. I didn't <laughs> hit it very well. Not, I wasn't actually sick, but that's how I played. Um, and then uh, on day two, because I was kind of in the that's when my game was real, not struggling, but I wasn't playing great. And then I shoot, on day two, I shoot 74. I shoot 42-32 because the front nine I was playing, like I've never even seen a golf ball in my life. Um, but uh, back nine, I shoot 32, and I probably should have shot 30 or 31, but I bogeyed an easy par five because I just spanned it out right, or I blocked it out right. Um, I don't know. I'd love to, I'd love to get the opportunity. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun. I understand that those guys are like disgustingly good, but man, like wh- why not chase something and try to be really, really good at it? I, yeah. That's so, so many people or not people, but former NFL players struggle with like what next? retirement. Yeah. yeah. What's next? It's like, I'm so thankful that I, I tell, I tell people this all the time. I go, I think God allowed golf to be created just for me and that's it <laughs> and everyone else you know has the you know benefits from it because it's a sick sport but i think it was created for myself because i'm playing and guys i miss zero about football because everything i put into football like i'm putting into golf like everything now i have a family four kids and my wife and they know I'm nuts about it, but that's what's so cool that, that football did do is it gave me the ability to, and I can still be home more than about 95% of the dads in the world yeah. and still have a relationship with my kids. And when my wife, we, we kind of see it as golf kind of like a, uh, like I think my wife sees it that way too, because if I was home all day at home, she'd be like, what are you doing? Like get out of my get face. off the couch. Yeah, e- exactly. Like I don't want to have to play xbox for seven hours a day right like i don't, <laughs> don't want to have to do that i mean i will once uh this 2k21 comes out i'll probably get that i'm gonna be real <laughs> with you but but uh i don't i don't know man I, I i love the game it's it's a passion like i can't i can't even explain it 
you you sound your your story and your love and your drive uh speaking of like ex ex athletes playing it's it's it reminds me of Smoltz John Smoltz and yep. you know you're what 35 years old i mean i i feel right. like you you could give it another 15 years and then be primed on the uh you know the senior ams and the senior opens and um all, all yeah, of that stuff like, too it, it it's funny you say that um do i really think i'm a professional golfer right now Without a doubt, I don't. Like, I, I understand that. I understand what they do. I mean, I've, we've had uh, we've had Max Homa on our podcast, uh, Out of Nowhere podcast that I do with the good buddies who retired. Also, Matt Swasson loves golf, too. We've had uh, Brady Schnell after, you know, he had his, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember his comment about VJ, oh, yeah. which was, which, man, I just, I love just listening to craziness. It's so much fun to, to hear that, too. But you hear, like, the part of golf that, like, not a lot of people hear about. And that's, like, man, it's a grind. And these guys that, like, aren't playing a ton. Now, Max obviously is now. Mm-hmm. And he's been super successful. But, I mean, like, you hear of, like, all the guys on the Corn Ferry or the, you know, whatever it may be. And they are ballers, but it's just hard to get that break. So, I understand I'm not a professional golfer. But man, I want to I want to do everything I can over the next however many years. I, it's, it's a game that I'm going to play forever because you can. Um, but yes, like w- when people when people say what's your end goal, I don't really like to say in all my end goals, but I just want to get as good as I can. Now, where does that lead me? I don't know. Like right now, I'm not I'm not good enough. You know, I'm plus two and a half, which I would say for me, am I very happy with where I'm at? Yeah, without a doubt. Like, if you would have told me I was going to be a plus two, like, when I was younger, I would have been like, yeah, right. But now that I'm there, and it's like, I just want to keep getting better, and do I want to see that uh, raise? Yeah, of course. Or lower, however, which way you want to talk about it. Yes, I do, but uh, I understand I'm not there now, but I have uh, I have a lot of years to try to get good, right? I feel like you've got a lot of uh, venues or outlets or kind of directions to go with it too. You got the mid am stuff. You've got regular amateur oh, stuff. Yeah. You've got stadium. Oh, mid 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 am winner gets gets the invite. You know, I mean, everyone knows where they get an invite. Yeah, I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> and am I there yet? No, but like, would it be fun to compete at something like that? Oh my god, yeah, I would love it. So so going back to your career, um, like, did you move year round to all the cities that you played in? Yeah, so what I did and kind of our rule was as a family is I told her, I go, you're, you're going wherever I go. So <laughs> when we were in New England, she was in New England. My kids were in New England. And then in the off seasons, we, we, I mean, we had a home in Nebraska, mm-hmm. here, here in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, and so we just come back in the off seasons or the small time. Uh, we'd get in the, you know, the summer and we'd, you know, hang out. I'd play golf. That's usually when I'd play golf alone though, because it's like, I'm trying to get a two and a half hour round in and I can't because like, I'm going to be away from my family for the whole year. I can't be away for that long. So I would do that. Um, and then fast forward or it would be rewind, but if we're talking early in my career, you fast forward to Baltimore where I had a quick cup of coffee at, cause I had a, you know, a hamstring injury. Um, I end up getting released and I was thinking about playing somewhere else. And it's like, you know what, first of all, I want to be done because I want to be able to play golf. I want to be able to do different things. But also if, if I were to play, there are 
some teams I was looking at maybe going to, I would have had to be away from my kids and my, and my wife for an off season. I just didn't want to do that. There's, if I didn't have to, mm -hmm. why do it? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to retire back in Omaha, Nebraska, the place that I love. Um, that has actually has really good golf. I don't know if you know that. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I went out to Nebraska it, last year and then this year. Oh. I actually flew out of North Platte uh, a couple weeks ago too, and and uh, oh. the, the the world's first lighted airfield. Uh, yes, as I saw. you know it's you know the most amazing airport probably in the nation. <laughs> you know, I, I think they yeah it got voted that in uh, Air Travelers uh, Magazine USA. I've made that up. But uh, I, I think that's probably what it would have been. But, and, but uh, there's an embarrassment of good golf in Nebraska. It's it's not it's not even close. Like like people don't don't think of Nebraska as a golfing like spot. But I mean, we have some sand hills courses that are just like the dumbest in the world. It's yeah. One sand hills, which is like I don't know, at one point number seven in the nation or world or whatever still, you want still to call top it. 10 yeah yeah i mean it's amazing they have dismal river which is probably 20 miles from there which is really really good then they have the prairie club and then they have this small track called the, i mean it's a smaller town it's close to north platte actually called wild horse which might be the most underrated course ever that was where i played a couple weeks ago so did you like it? I loved it. It was awesome. The greens were incredible. I mean, um, and it's the, it's you know, it's the same guys, Proctor and, uh, Proctor and Axlin that did that, that, that worked on Sand Hills with Corin Crenshaw. So, yes, exactly. And, and it's amazing. And there's the thing that's crazy is there's more coming. There's one called the ranch out in Valentine by the Prairie club. Mm -hmm. And then there's a new project called Landman, yeah. um, in North, Northeast Nebraska. And that's, Good buddy of ours like, from Sweeten's Cove is doing that, yes, Rob. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's supposed to be like gross too. And then, I mean, you just play some of the some of the courses, even like in Omaha. Um, I've belonged to the Players Club for the past five years. Really good track, um, and also joined Omaha Country Club, which I think is the best course in Nebraska to be a member at, like to play every day. That's stupid good, like disgustingly good, and. Uh, so there's there's some great golf actually here in Nebraska. I know you spent the most time in San Diego, I believe. But as far as yep. you're, you know, thinking New York, New England, San Diego, a little bit in Baltimore, did you have a favorite in terms of uh, the golf? Uh, you know, I would say golf weather, San Diego, without a doubt. Sure. <laughs> but but I would say it's really flip of the coin between New Jersey and California. There's some great. I mean, great courses in San Diego, Rancho Santa Fe Country Club, San Diego Country Club. Those are two of my probably favorites in San Diego because they're part, you know, the Parkland, just traditional golf. Where And then they have, which are great courses, the farms, the bridges. Like, I mean, there's so many good courses, but those are a little bit more done up, almost like video game create a course, but they're unbelievable. They're it's just, it's, it is some crazier styles of golf. Uh, La Jolla Country Club's good. Uh, I played Torrey. I haven't played the North. I played South. That's obviously good. Santa Luz. So they have great courses. And then you go to New Jersey, which I loved. I mean, I, Bayonne's great. Liberty Nationals. 
I thought Liberty National was really good. I didn't. I liked Bayonne a little bit better. Um, the Trump courses at Bedminster are really good. Really, 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 really good. Um, man, I, I don't know. I, I, there's so many courses at those places. I didn't play as much in uh, New England. So okay, I, I was going to say no love for uh, no love for Massachusetts <laughs> no, or Rhode Island. I, I guess no, it's hard I, I during gonna, the was, season. You don't really have a chance yeah, to play that well, much. And, and, it's, and it's different in New England, whereas I feel like I was scared for my life because of Bill. You know, great coach. Best coach I've ever played under. But, like, you're just like, uh, am I allowed to golf? Uh, if I grip a club, am I in trouble? Um, but, no, I and I, I never got to play the bigger name courses when I was out there, which is really stupid. I should have really taken advantage of the being a Patriot player at the time. But, I I mean, there's, there's one that's actually across the street from uh, TPC Boston, which is called Norton Country Club was actually a really good course, uh, a lot of fun. They kept it really good. That would have been probably my favorite that I played because I didn't get to play all the big names. But the thing is, I mean, you play you play in the New England area. It's so good, especially, I mean, it would have been better if I would have played more during the fall because the weather's just insane at that time. But uh, I didn't get to play a bunch of fall golf out there, obviously. Yeah, I was up there. I lived up there for two, two and a half years. And we were right in Back Bay, but we would get down, you know, between, um, played up at Essex a lot up north. And then, yeah, I mean, really, like, you, you stumble onto any course out there, it's probably going to be a Donald Ross, pro- probably going to yeah, be yeah, exactly. really, you know, really well maintained and easy to walk, you know? So, well, and that's, do you, do you, uh, do you ever walk still or do you cart? I mostly walk. I, yeah, I try to walk as much as possible. I love, love walking. That's what I, like, I prefer to walk. And let, that's probably why a certain amount of those San Diego courses, it kind of, you're like, ah, oh, you can't walk them because it's not always. But, I mean, there's significant walks from, oh, yeah. you know, you got the green canyons to canyons. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's the, that's the part that, that's probably why I love Rancho Santa Fe and San Diego Country Club so much is everything's like, Green tea, green tea, green tea, and that's the best, I think. Where did you live when you were up playing for the Patriots? Were you right, yeah. right in Foxborough? So we were, we were right in Foxborough, which was amazing, actually, because on game days, I would take like a back way, and it would take me like four minutes to get to the stadium. It was like the, the – and then when I left, didn't have to deal with traffic, and it took like eight minutes to get back home. So like we we made it to where like that was – we're like, we're staying here. And so all three years we were right there. And I, uh, you know, we, we got, we got used to some of those small town, uh, they had a deli there that was so good. And I mean, we, we just kind of lived little Foxbury on lives instead of, uh, downtown Boston. I mean, Boston, you know, is a little bit of a jaunt and I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to do that during traffic hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would have just been tough. Well, you're closer in Foxborough. You're closer to Providence, really, than Boston. Just between the traffic and the distance, you know. Yeah. So if we if we go out to eat, we go like if it was just like a date night type deal, we go to Providence over Boston. We weren't in Boston a ton. We were like when we flew out to go home to Omaha. Always flew out of Providence. I mean, it was just easier for us. Yeah, a lot of good golf down there too. And, yeah. I've heard, I never, I, I will say this, I never got the opportunity to play down there in, 
in Providence. I always stayed. I did stay in Massachusetts, which then I leave and then I hear that Providence is like, you kick yourself. Or I mean, in Rhode Island, you kick yourself like, oh, great. I, I definitely, I mean, there's great courses in, you know, Mass, but like, it sounds I, like I you need to do a, a big, you know, barnstorming New England trip one of these summers once things get back to normal and just. I'm, I, I, I really do. I, you guys just need, you guys need to set up a trip. We'll all go together and we'll just play a lot of golf. That, that sounds nice. Um, I mean, I mean, if you guys are up for it, we can we can figure something out. Get a couple big RVs and just pile in. Yeah, why? Uh, I mean, like, why wouldn't we? I I can sleep on a bunk bed, guys. I'm five eight. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can sleep right above the cab there in the in the little yeah. Oh, little up oh my god! <laughs> you you just you just turn the AC on and give me a blanket. Oh my god! I'm I'm there. All right. Uh, I really there's no. I'm like. Uh, there's, there's no great way to, like, I, I want to ask you a bunch about Belichick because he's a fascinating human being to me. Ask me anything. <laughs> ask me anything. Well, okay, where I want to start is, were you surprised at the Brady going to Tampa? Did the did the split surprise you at all this past offseason? Not at all. I uh, Just because I think it's one of those things, and, and guys, I was one of the people that was able to experience it and got out I loved my time in New England like I absolutely loved it but I was ready to leave once it was time and I mean Tom's been there for almost the amount of years it takes to drink alcohol you know like mm-hmm. like that's that's excessive so like I don't I don't blame him for wanting to you know get out and the thing is like not a lot of people know this like and it's it's fine and I actually love the way Belichick runs things but Tom would get laid into like he was an undrafted free agent. Like all the the guys that played a lot got laid into like in team meetings. Whereas you go to any other team, it's like, oh, don't say anything about the quarterback. Don't do that. <laughs> it's like, why not? Like they they uh they wear boxer briefs just like me mostly. I mean, if they were boxers, I wouldn't talk to them. But it was just like you know, it was one of those things. It's like. He didn't care who you were. He was going to call you out. Well, for 20 years, being the greatest quarterback of all time, it's kind of like, eh, hey, Bill, like, maybe just let him. He's pretty good. Like, he's, you don't need to do that to him anymore. There's certain guys that, like, after, like, you've done that a few years, like, you don't need to do it anymore because you're like, okay, they get it. They're going to figure it out. We don't need to do that anymore. Like, after 10 years, I think, it's pretty normal, but I'm guessing Tom, I don't know this. I haven't talked to Tom, but it's like, he's probably just tired of it and be like, all right, let's just, I want to do things my way now. And there's plenty of teams where they allow it. And BA, Bruce Arians, everything I've heard of him keeps people accountable, but is still a player's coach. Mm -hmm. Do you think uh, if uh, this is a hard question, but if you had to pinpoint Belichick's genius, do you think it's in, like the way his organization, the way he r- runs the day to day, is it schematic? W- like, if you had to wait, kind of what makes him, you know, arguably or un- unarguably the, the the greatest football coach ever? H- how would you kind of weight those different factors? I really think it's a combination of everything. I, I know that's an easy, uh, easy way to get out of answering it, but something <laughs> that I will tell you that. Uh, 
I was more impressed with than I really, I don't know how I want to say it. I, I was impressed with the way he didn't care what everyone else thought of him. Like he just didn't care. Like he was going to go out and get good football players. His, his whole deal was I want to get the best football players I can. Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, guys, I played with some freaking savage receivers. They are two of the best by far that I've seen in, in person. But everyone thinks because they're small, we'll just call them small guys, you know, <laughs> that, they, that, that they're not good enough. They're not fast. Julian Edelman and Wes Welker's first step and, and cuts out a break, it's like I, anyone that was there personally, just in, uh, let's just say two days in a row watching practice, you're like, oh, man. They're actually really good. They're not like late round draft picks. They're actually maybe one of the best receivers in the game. And and that's what Bill was never afraid to go get guys that people didn't think because oh, because Mel Kiper didn't say he was good or Todd McShay. It's like, yeah, like I, I don't know, guys, but where did Mel and Todd play? What team? <laughs> what what NFL team did they play for? No one. And I know Bill didn't either, but Bill's been in the NFL and he he just doesn't care what it looks like. Yeah. You know, Dion Branch was a savage, but he was 5'8". Well, no one really cared. Or no one should care. Bill didn't care. And and that's the thing. That, the other thing that I also saw is Bill would take a second rounder, and I remember in year two, cut him. That would never happen. That's the biggest the other, alpha move. Uh, I love that. The, yeah, he just like, oh, you, you kind of suck, so you're not going to be here anymore. <laughs> Whereas other teams are like, no, we got to play and we wasted a draft pick because there are two other teams too. It's like the GM decides who plays too. And it's like, guys, besides like the John Lynch's of the world, I don't trust GM. Like, worth anything. Except obviously a few that played. It's like, don't decide. Let the coaches coach. GMs, you can pick talent, but don't tell them who plays. Because that's like, you're just trying to cover yourself. That's the dumbest thing. That, like, do you have interest in winning or do you have interest in being like, Oh, that guy's kind of a good player. He had three catches today. Like that's stupid. Like, that's just a, like, and I think, you know, you're talking about competition me being competitive. Like that bothered me with NFL teams. Like, why are we playing the guys that suck over the guys that are good? That doesn't make, just doesn't make sense. Whereas Bill, he could just be like, uh, I screwed up. I took him in the second round. Yeah, sure. I messed up. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, I'm going to play the seventh rounder who's better than him. Conversely, Whereas, though, other- like, like, was it ever really frustrating where, I mean, for instance, New England, like it seemingly New England had five or six running backs on the roster that all, you oh, know, yeah. like between Vereen and Ridley and Falk Definitely and you. Definitely frustrating. And, uh, frustrating as a fantasy owner, too, Danny, just like might week, I add. Just week to <laughs> oh, week, God. like not knowing what your role is going to be, right? <laughs> yes. And, and the thing is, the only reason he can do it is because they would always win. If you didn't win, like, you can't root. If, then you can complain. And, like, it bothered me. But also, I couldn't imagine being a defensive coordinator against us. Like, what are they going to do? We have no freaking clue. Who's going to play this week? We don't even know. Besides, like, your staple of Edelman or Welker, like, you really had no idea what was going to happen. And, and I think that would be a nightmare um, as a defensive coordinator. I, I think I, that's – I'm glad I was gone because it felt like there were just mind games being played. And I, 
I felt like I had my best career, my best years of my career in San Diego. So like I was very pleased to get there, but I also respect everything that Bill does. I understand why he does it. Even if I don't agree with it all the time, because a lot of times I don't agree with a lot of things he does, but you know, from day one that like his rules are his rules. So like abide by him. And if you don't, you're going to probably get fired. What's uh, as, as far as golf goes, did who, yep. who did you play with in each stop? Like, uh, as far as players, coaches, yeah, it, it was. It, it seemed to be the kickers a lot. You know, <laughs> it was almost <laughs> yeah. always kickers. I played a a lot with Jay Feely in New York. Really good player. He's I think he's a scratch, maybe plus one ish. Um, Jim Leonard. He's the defensive coordinator for the for Wisconsin. Um, those were the two that I played a lot with in New York. Um, in New England, I played with. Uh, Steven Goskowski played with Hoyer a little bit. He's back there. Um, never played with, never to played with Tom. I mean, Tom lives a different life, I think, than uh, is, you guys and, can and I, myself. Can I jump in here? Is is yeah? Is Tom is Tom weird? <laughs> he seems a little like yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know you how know, to ask a, that nicely, but I, and yeah, I, I'm no, not he, looking for you to blow him up. But is, is he a little no. strange? I don't know if he's strange. It's He's one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. And then after, he's like the nicest human being. Like off the field, you're like, what's going on, Tom? Like, <laughs> you just wanted to bite my head off out, out there. Like, why are you like saying, hey, how you doing? I, I Tom, I, I don't get it. Uh, but if that's how you're going to be, he's actually a great dude. Um, I don't know if he's weird. I think he just lives, I mean, like, I can't relate to him to where, like, I can't, I can actually go to the grocery store. He can't. You know, like, yeah, I can go to the movie theater. He can't like, is someone going to maybe say, Hey, what's up, Danny? Maybe. But like, it's not like every time it's like, Oh, 90,000 people are freaking coming up to me. So he lives a life. I think that in all fairness is just different. And it's not by his choice. It's just because he's the greatest of all time. And, and then you're in a sports hub of like Boston. Yeah. So I, I think that, um, in San Diego, I played with Weddle and Philip Rivers a lot. How's Rivers and, game? Um, not bad. He can shoot. I mean, he's not great. He's going to shoot in the 80s somewhere. Uh, sometimes we'll shoot 90s. Um, Who's more competitive, had, Rivers or Brady? I don't know. I really don't. They're they're both, they're so different too, because Phil, you're going to hear like a, gosh darn it, oh golly gee, or a gracious to Pete. Um, so like, it, we, or like, man, that's a bunch of horse mess. I mean, everyone knows what that is. So like me, me and Sloth, Slothin's the other one that I'll play. He's the one that does the pod with, with me and he, uh, he loves golf too. So well, we always say horse mess just in honor of Philip Rivers, like he died or something. I don't know why I said that in honor, in honor of Philip Rivers, we say horse mess. Um, but uh, he's not a bad golfer. Mike Cypress, he was a punter. Pretty you ever good play game. with Lambo? I I played with Lambo once only. Lambo lives down so the I street don't... from us here in Jacks. Oh, does he really? We, we played with him a few times. He's really getting into it. Yeah, he uh, he's a good dude. Lambo is a good dude. But he was only there for a year with me. But he uh, he he didn't hit the ball bad. I don't know how he is now as a golfer. But he didn't hit the ball bad. He was raw. You could tell. Yeah. Same thing. So. But 
Yeah, yeah. So he, but good, good guy. Um, and then when I was in Baltimore, gosh, who did I play with in Baltimore? I think I didn't really play much. I played with uh, Dennis Pitta, Flacco, and I can't. I'm trying to think who else I played with. But those were the main two, Dennis and, and Flacco. Who do you remember? <laughs> Who who hit you the hardest? Like like a, a hit that's just still sticks with you. Like oh my god. Well, you know I didn't get like I didn't get laid out. It was kind of a stalemate. We both lowered our shoulders. But Luis Delmas, he was a safety from yeah. the Lions. Dude had to have had the hardest head in the world because I felt that. I mean, <laughs> we were, I, I still remember the play. It was like a third, maybe a third and four. And it was New England does a direct snap. They called it uh, 38 Jet Special. And I caught it, ran around the corner, had a pretty good run, probably 10 to 15 yards. And I saw Lewis, and I'm like, all right, well, I have to lower my shoulder so I don't get killed. Because if I didn't, I was going to get murdered. I mean, it was going to be bad. But we both, it was kind of a stalemate, and, and both going down. I remember getting up being like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? I mean, I've I've been hit hard other times too, but that was the one time where I was like, "Whoa!" I remember watching him in, in college. He's a Western Michigan guy. Yeah, he was a Mac guy. Yeah, yeah. was he? Yeah, yeah. He, he got it. He he got in on that Maxion, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we <laughs> both a, went to Miami uh, of Ohio, so we're 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 uh, deep okay. deep in the Maxion. Yeah. Oh, nice. No, he uh, he. I really really liked his game. I thought he was. I thought he was underrated partially because he was, was not tall and so people just didn't want to give him credit, but he was a savage. He was so good. Who's the most uh, most impressed you've ever been by uh, running back, either that you played with or against or just you love watching? Um, I I lean a little bit more towards the, the not the scat back, but third down back or just mm-hmm. someone that – because running routes, like, as a running back, when you're just carrying the ball, you have to rely on your own line. So the guys that I'm really impressed with are the guys that can also run routes. And if I'm a defensive coordinator, I never want to play against Christian McCaffrey. I have no interest in playing against him. Because what they'll do is, it's like, oh, gosh, we got to put another DB on the field. Okay, well, then they're going to run the ball. Yeah. Oh, you put, you put, a line, you put the linebacker back on the field? Well, then they're going to pass the ball. So it's like it's an impossible way to defend um, people, and he he's up there with uh, one of the best that that I've seen, just because of his versatility. You get someone with versatility like that, and it's just it's frustrating. It, it really is. Like that's why I love Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell can, I mean, you now Pittsburgh had a great system for him, um, but he still had to run the routes and people still couldn't cover him. So like, I loved Le'Veon. Um, again, I'm talking like he's dead, but he just, I loved him <laughs> when he was in Pittsburgh, <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, he's been dead I, in, I, I in had, New York the last couple of years. It seems. Yeah. Like. I mean, that's, that's kind of a tough spot. I think right now, um, just with everything going on, I just don't know. If, I mean, I don't want to speculate on their, uh, front office or their head coach or any of that, but it just seems like it's, a little tougher to be a little bit more successful there. Um, I, I, I'm not, 
not saying you can't be, but you you kind of get the gist. Yeah. Uh, with, with that, very but, diplomatic. He, yeah, very if, diplomatic. If, 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 if he was in Pittsburgh, I believe he would be doing the same thing he was doing in Pittsburgh. If that's an uh, easier way to answer, I think. Man, I think it's going to be interesting. Tampa getting shady. They're just going to be like, oh, hey, go out there and get open for Tom. I think that'll be interesting. And they have a good running back, a young running back. Who is it? Ronald Jones or something? I'm a, I'm a, oh, big, I'm a big Rojo guy. Yeah, he, he just yeah, needs to get better I, at pass he, blocking, man. But but he, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, if, if he can't pass block, Tom's not going to want him there. That is not going to be a good fit. So he's I bet he's learned. I bet over COVID season he was just in his in in his mirror mirror in his pass blocking stance because Tom probably made him. Is that the worst feeling in the world when you when you've just totally gassed a pass blocking? There's, no, uh, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse. It, it's like you hang on for dear life. Mike McCoy, actually one of my favorite coaches to play for, uh, he always said, "Just die a slow death." He's like, "You're gonna die, <laughs> but just do it." just do it slowly. So like, that's all I thought about is like, I'm going to do everything I can to just not die fast. And that's something I probably wish I would have uh, taken heart a little bit more early in my career. Cause you come from college, you're like, Oh, I got to hit him hard. And it's like, no, you just can't die fast. Like you're going to get like, there's a 250 pounder running straight downhill. Who's stronger than me. He's gonna, absolutely obliterate just slow his ass down yeah yeah yeah, just kind (laughs) of slow him down like if you if it's the ugliest thing in the world but phil or tom doesn't get touched who cares and and i think you get you see guys getting blown up and like announcers will be like oh man did you see that it's like yeah home dogs like he he did his job the quarterback yeah yeah he did his job he looks like a fool but that's part of it. I mean, we, we get to make people look like fools when we have the ball, but there's going to be times when we're going to look like fools too, but if we do our job, who cares? Okay. Uh, Tron and I always, we, part of what we'd love to uh, discuss is wide receivers. And so yeah. uh, you mentioned Edelman and, and Welker. Yeah. Who, who are, you know, two, three, four names of wide receivers around the league that, you know, y- you think are the cream of the crop and, and you're very impressed and, and by. And be clear, Randy's looking for very specific <laughs> names so he can okay. shit on me okay. later. <laughs> okay. I will say this. Um, I think I, I'm going to take Edelman out of it just because I already talked about how I think he's a baller. Yeah. So I'm ta- I'm completely taking him out. Which sorry, I'm um, interrupting you again, real quick. But I saw yeah. I remember watching Edelman play quarterback Kent, yeah. at Kent State. Yeah. Speaking of another Mac guy. Oh yeah, Max. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go, Max. He he no, beat Miami been, as a Kent State quarterback yeah, like single handedly. Yeah. yeah, he was a baller in college too. I I mean he was still is. But I would say, I mean there there are a lot. Um, Julio Jones is a savage. Hell I mean, yeah. he's not. He's like a robot. <laughs> like I, I don't even think it's a real human being. I don't know, but I don't think it's a real human being. Um, I, not a lot of people are going to say this because people don't see this, see this dude play. Keenan Allen might be the best oh, route runner I've ever thank seen. Thank you, massive fan. I mean, Danny, all these, I, I'm, I, <laughs> all these I'm answers are backing to- up Tron. I, I need, uh, I need some different names. Come on. I, I'm, I'm telling you the grossest route runner I've ever seen in <laughs> yeah. my life. And that's Edelman's unreal. But like Keenan Allen did some stuff that was just, just absolutely silly. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah. And it was just like silly. It was like, we'd watch it. But he got called for pass interference one time and he didn't touch. I think it was Marcus <laughs> Peters. Didn't touch him, made him fall. So they called it offensive pass interference. We're like, wait, like, 
they were a yard away. <laughs> but I guess the view for the um for the for the ref, he he couldn't see it. I think um I mean it's it's hard to narrow it down. DeAndre Hopkins is so good. I mean, he's of, he's of really really yeah. good. I mean, that's that's one that I think is just kind of known. I think how do I want to put it? Odell is so good. I I wish I wish there I wish there wasn't as many antics. Like I don't think mm-hmm. he's a bad guy. Probably. Um, there's just sometimes you get into some receivers, and it, even if they don't mean to, it, the me- media could even put them in a wrong space. But it gets to be about them. But I, if you put him in the slot, or if you had him in the right offense, um, yeah. I think that's why he was so good with Eli at times. But I think if you put him in a New England offense, it would be disgusting. Right. I think it would be disgusting. Randy's been fishing for for, for, for you to say AJ <laughs> Name the Green. name and I'll tell he's you a, if I agree. He's a massive AJ uh, Green guy. You know what, Randy? Oh, gosh. I re- this has been a great time on here. And I want... Oh, God. <laughs> what, like Randy, what, a, what I want you to still like me. I think AJ yeah. Green was pretty good, but... Can't, I, he lacks the most important ability. Can't stay healthy. Well, come on. Keenan Allen can't stay healthy yeah. either, though. Yes, but but it's like the thing with Keenan Allen that most he, – he's stayed relatively healthy the last couple of years. But the thing is, New England, this is – and this is how I decide who I like as a receiver and not. <laughs> and this is if, if you're in New England and you can't beat man-to-man coverage, they won't play you. Well – all the guys that I've listed absolutely obliterate people in man-to-man coverage. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that, they can get off a of press, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think I think Mike Evans is probably a savage. I don't see him as a crazy route runner, though. But he's, he's going to be great. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still going to be great. But that's why I, I think he can still run good routes. But I just haven't seen enough from him to put him in, like, the Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Hopkins. You know, like it's 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 hard for me to say that. Like, I don't think he's bad by any means. Like, I think Amari Cooper's really good, but where's the consistency been? Yeah, you know. So, and he can he can route people up, but like, I don't know. I just that's where I look for consistency, and if you can just route human beings up. What What about uh, back in the heyday? The guy. So I. Grew up in Cincinnati, so the Bengals are kind of more near and dear so Chad, to me. So that's who I was going to ask you about. He seemed like an exceptional route runner and could get off the line. Danny seems more like so, a like a TJ guy. Well, and then they know. had Hushmanzada too. Who those guys T- were both. T- TJ's a baller. Yeah, TJ, TJ was a baller. And then yeah, um, Chris Henry Ocho? just running running you know fades down the yeah. sideline all game. Yes, that's exactly right. No, Chad could run routes because I was with him in New England for a year. By the way, Chad maybe the most misunderstood dude. I like I'm saying like people thought he was all about Chad. Chad was so awesome, and he was so uh, so much about his teammates. Like he'd give gifts to teammates. Like he was just he was a really good dude, and and I I felt like he got misunderstood a little. He just liked to have fun. Um, I think it was tough. But he got brought in in training camp, so it's hard to learn the offense. New England, you have to know every position basically, so it made it tough on him. To real, he was still really good. He just, if you didn't know the offense, you're not playing. So like that made it tough because he had to come in and learn every position. And it's like that's that's tough to do in a 
in a quick training camp. Yeah. Uh, I, well, ostensibly, this was a Boston episode. <laughs> we'll get you out of here on a couple, couple related hey, questions. No, pro- no problem. Uh, all right. Favorite thing about Boston, about New England fans, least favorite thing about New England fans? Um, I would say the most, they support, I mean, they support you and they always come out. And I will say this, guys, I was there for three years and New England fans are still amazing to me. Like, you you do something there like you're there forever and that's something that i appreciate so much because i've had multiple people be like i love you when you're in new england yada 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 so like that was sick least favorite thing i can't really think of anything that was that i like didn't like um and 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 maybe too because i was it was almost like i was a poster boy New England, like just the average New Englander, you know, a small, a small, uh, small town dude from Nebraska, small little white guy, you know, I mean, that doesn't get the chance all the time to play running back. And I think people related to me. I, mm-hmm. I think people still thought I ran a five flat 40 because I was just a small little, <laughs> small little guy. They're like, Oh, I could do the same thing. He did. I'm <laughs> he's so, I'm, he's so cute. I'm, Look at him. <laughs> he's, yeah, it's like, oh man, that's adorable. Why is he out there? And it's like, so I think people could, they related to me because they thought I was like a terrible athlete, but I played. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't have a lot of bad to say. Okay. Uh, g- grocery stores. We always ask our guests about grocery <laughs> stores. Where did, where did you shop up in New England? Where do you shop in Nebraska as far as grocery stores? Uh, you know what? I can't remember where it was called at, uh, it, was right, it was right in downtown Foxborough. I don't even remember what it was called. What are what are a couple of the? There's like Shaw's Market Basket. Um, maybe maybe it was a Shaw's. I think it might have been a Shaw's. Let's see, it looks and like they've got a Stop and Shop right down far. Down no, far no, far. it was Stop and Shop. That's right. Okay. Nope, it was Stop and Shop. <laughs> it was Stop and Shop. I know it was Stop and Shop. I was like S. I was like Shaw's. N- Dumb and Dumber. I knew it started with an <laughs> yeah, S. Though. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I would say, and then. Uh, we go all kinds of places in Omaha because we've uh, now, now with a bigger family and stuff, you have to go to Costco. Yeah. Like without a doubt. And now there's like, we, we do whole foods too because they deliver for free. If you have a big order and then uh, there's a place called fresh time. Okay. So we, we, we kind of, we kind of dabble in all of them. You know, we support all the, all the Omaha grocery stores. I know you have no affiliation to any of the schools, but the the Beanpot Hockey Tournament in Boston every year, uh, Boston College, Boston University, Northeastern, or Harvard, you got to pick one to cheer for. Who are you picking? Oh, gosh. I'm just going to go to Boston College because uh, we, uh, during the lockout, had some workouts over there, and they let us come over. So I'm going to go Boston College. Otherwise, I don't really care. <laughs> Do you ever go to a Nebraska-Omaha college hockey game? Yes. They're actually sick. Yeah. Yeah, they they were in they were in Miami of Ohio's conference. Uh, oh, were they really? Yeah, yeah, the, the old CCH. No, it's but. it's it's weirdly even though we're in Nebraska and it's never been a huge huge thing. It's Nebraska Omaha hockey is big. Yeah. Now let me say this: if you're good at anything in Nebraska, because we have no professional team, it's like you're going to be loved. It doesn't matter what you do. It's like you could be the most sick air hockey player, and they're like, oh my gosh, he's yeah, Danny's going to be in the air hockey national uh, tournament. <laughs> and it's like, they're going to jump on board. You'll probably get endorsements. You'll, 
We have a local place called Scooter's Coffee. They'll probably get on board, maybe give you some free coffee <laughs> or whatever it may be. What's the place? What's the, um, it's like a fast food place out in Nebraska. Run- Runza? Runza. Yeah. What's the, Bro, st- what's did, the story? Did, did you that? have Runza? Uh, no, did I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Because oh. because some people were like, oh, it's great, and then some people who were who were coming up from Kansas or over from Colorado, they're like, no, dude, it's trash. It's just like a hot pocket. Hey, like, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come back to <laughs> Nebraska to play Landman. You can come out and play OCC with Michael and I, and you're you'll probably love the golf more than anything you've ever loved in your life. But then we're gonna take you to Runza, and you're gonna get a Runza. Yeah, it's like a hot pocket ish. You have hamburger, like cabbage. I know it sounds terrible and disgusting it's one of the best it's the best thing i've ever had i'm in My wife i'm in makes them too. i love cabbage um oh god it dang. almost looks like a cheesesteak a little bit looking at pictures it, of it except it's better <laughs> i mean that that's the, that, and i love cheesesteak so let's not let's not even let's not even bash cheesesteaks uh and then as far as uh um nebraska too i just Honest opinion, I played Avari Dunes or Wari Dunes. You ever play out there? Yep. What? I have it, but the mid the Nebraska mid ams out there. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we played there in the morning before we went out to, to Wild Horse and it's it was What was that like? Did you like it? It was wild. It was it was it was hit or miss for me. Uh, all the bunkers had yeah. a bunch of waste area and like tall grass surrounding them. So it was actually yep. like it would keep your ball from going into the bunker, which was like it, it would have been preferable to be in the bunker. Some of the greens oh, were just sure. absolutely outrageous, and I like crazy greens, yeah. but they were even far like, outside like the realm. I heard, I, yeah. I heard they're like steroid greens. Almost. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, what do they? Cool. What do they roll them at? What do they roll them at? Like a six? Since they're no, the that was the thing. Undulation? They were they were pretty fast. I mean, they were probably a ten. Really? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, so if you get on the wrong side, you're dead. Yeah, and then if the wind starts going like it like it does out there, it's crazy. Oh wait, it's wind golf is crazy out here and then somebody was hey, telling how- me about a like a backyard course that they basically i don't know if it was core crenshaw or uh axland or proctor they they basically built this backyard course for this dude who was just like yeah i've got some land if you guys want to practice before you head I out to sand hills this. yeah i'll well, find well, out the name I, of it in texas do, do i not know the right people <laughs> gosh dang I, I thought i was from nebraska and you know about it before i do like this is I'm gonna have to have a talk with the freaking governor, huh? <laughs> like, come on, you got, what's going yeah, on? You gotta get in with the golf Illuminati. Hey, gosh, dang! Why isn't the governor? Oh my goodness! I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to figure it out. Hey, by the way, guys, like, how? Uh, I, I don't know when uh, you're gonna cut this out or not, but when, when this is airing. But what do you think about my boy E shooting two under yesterday? They're silent. Uh, e, come on, guys. What, who's E? e? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! You guys, uh, you guys aren't that close with Tiger. Like I call him E for Eldridge. Just... You know? so we're, so, we're 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 boys. You know. See, I mean, okay, I've never met I've never met him, but I feel like that's what I call him. I'd be like, "What's up, E? How you doing?" Just to just to like you know separate my friendship with him. See, I feel like if if I was to the ascribe pause, the pause, <laughs> hey, the pause that I just heard there was incredible. You guys are like, "Oh, E." I was like, "What e. the hell?" Where's the post? We're supposed to follow golf, and we don't even know who he is. I was going to say, if there's a guy on the PGA Tour that that would be, you know, I I think you really resonate with, it's Ches Reeby. Kind of an undersized, you know, gritty, gritty as hell. Just, you know, nobody, nobody believes in him, but he keeps, he keeps punching above his weight and just, 
you know. Doesn't he always just show up? Yeah. Like, there's a, a tournament or two where he's always like in it, in it. And you're like, oh, that's freaking Chez. He's still, he's still just kicking it. Yeah, he's, he's like Rudy, man. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Well, to answer your question, this will come out the week of the Boston FedEx uh, event. So oh, we'll have perfect. we'll have a couple weeks. So we'll see how your boy E does the rest of the week. I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried he's not going to be able to activate all weekend with the with the cool temperatures. Oh, yeah. Guys, that's that's the worry, right? Like, I don't know if I need to go down there and do some like physical therapy with him or what. <laughs> And just make sure his glutes are activated. That sounded really weird, uh, well, but yeah. I just. Uh, but but like the thing is, like if he uh, or you guys are you guys like Tiger though, love right? Tiger. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, yeah you guys course. love the cat. You yeah. guys love the cat. I, I knew that. But uh, he uh, he he. If we could somehow get him like a, you know, those old school like heated blankets. Like if we could get him a heated shirt, like the heated blanket. I don't know if that's against PGA tool. I know. I know. Hand warmers are illegal, or at least you can't put your ball in your pocket with a hand warmer. I realized that was are illegal. Because, wow! Because it heats up your ball and it'll oh, go yeah. farther. Yeah, he needs Never one of those, get those balls warm. He needs get one of those, those big warm. parkas that you guys wear on the sidelines during the cold games. The you know he does. He does, and that's well. We'll look into that. I, I don't know if he'll wear it. Nike's got to do something, don't they? Because yeah. he doesn't wear anything but Nike. Yeah, so. exactly. He, they got to figure it out. Well, dude, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, was, this is so much fun. It was a blast. Uh, hopefully, this isn't like your trashy, like worst one ever. Hopefully, uh, it'll be good, right? No, this will be. You know, I think the Boston people <laughs> are going to get on us for not talking enough Boston, but oh wow, well. you know, so we, be it. We talk Boston all the time. Yeah, Boston doesn't yeah, need can, any they, more promotion or no, talk. No, they, they they can hear from one of their, uh, you know, one of the people that they resonate with that doesn't have any athletic ability, you know. Like exactly. they, 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 just, they just need to hear from me a little. And Nebraska <laughs> doesn't have any PGA Tour events, so we need to talk about Nebraska a little bit every once in a while. Well, you know? we, so. we, really, we really do. We really do. We got enough. Uh, they're also building a club called the Lost Rail that they're thinking they want to get, like, big tournaments at. That's in Omaha, too, that next year. So huh. there's a lot of good golf. You guys got to come out yep. and play again. Let me know uh, if you guys do. If you guys ever do come out this way, let me know, and we'll, uh, we'll go hit up all the spots. Cool. For sure. Sounds yeah, good, thank you. Danny, thanks for your hey, time. Hey, no man. problem. Hey, not a problem. You guys have a great one. Yeah, too, enjoy man. enjoy the rest of the PGA hey, this weekend. Hey, yeah, and enjoy watching uh, the the Protein Shake and E and Phil and all those guys. <laughs> and Chaz. <laughs> I, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Chaz. And, and my boy Chaz. That's all. <laughs> so, all right, dude. See ya. <laughs> Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who